Good morning, everyone, and hello if you're watching online. We're so glad that you could join with us. And I just want to say, if you've not been encouraged so far by what Heather shared and Anne shared, then there's something wrong with you. I'm just kidding. Um, but it makes my life much easier. I always, it's always an honor to preach. I don't take it lightly this morning. And I missed last week's, unfortunately, in person because I was unwell. I had that flu as well. It was not pleasant. Uh, I would say, raise your hand if you've had the flu or know someone has had the flu. And again, most hands would probably go up. Um, but I'm much better now. But I watched it online. And if you weren't here, just to give you a recap, we are a Pentecostal church. We are a part of Assemblies of God. And really, we were, last year, Pastor Jim and myself, we were really praying about what we wanted, what we really believed, not wanted, but what we were believing God wanted us to really share with us this year and we obviously went through the journey and are continuing to go through the journey of church being we are our church vision is now to stretch strengthen and send people locally nationally and globally but we really want felt God placed on our heart this not just this morning but over the next few weeks to talk about what does it mean to be Pentecostal if I asked you that question, what do you think it means to be Pentecostal, you'd probably give me a different answer from the person next to you, and some would be good answers, some would be bad answers, some would be right answers, some would be wrong answers, but we really wanted to go on this journey to say, this is what we believe at New Life, it means to be Pentecostal, and Pastor Jim will probably do a far better job, in fact he definitely will, of explaining it and unpacking it more so. Than I, but I was, I was praying, I really feel excited to preach the message to you this morning because I believe it's one that God laid in my heart and I pray that I will this morning be a vessel that the Holy Spirit can use to hopefully inspire and equip all of us to reach and serve our world, which is what our purpose is about. If you look at the board, you'll see that. But I really felt drawn to a passage this morning in the book of Acts, it's Acts of the Apostle, if you don't know that and it's in chapter 3 verses 1 to 10 and it will come up on the screen. I'm just going to read these verses and then I'm going to give some context and then pull out some things that I really believe God laid in my heart to share with us this morning but it says this, it says now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer and a man who had been unable to walk from birth was being carried whom they used to set down at the gate every day at the gate of the temple which is called Beautiful and offer for him to beg for charitable gifts from those entering the temple grounds. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple grounds, he began asking to receive a charitable gift. But Peter, along with John, looked at him intently and said, Look at us. And he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not have silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And grasping him by the right hand, he raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were strengthened, and leaping up, he stood and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as being the very one who used to sit at the temple, at the beautiful gate of the temple, to beg for charitable gifts. They were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. To provide a little bit of context here, Peter and John were two of Jesus' disciples. The disciples were people who Jesus pretty much, they were his followers, his hand-picked team, his God squad, whatever you want to call them. They basically traveled with Jesus three years. They listened to him teach. They were used by him. They ministered with him. They got to watch him. They were with him on his journey here 
on earth, but at this point in history, Jesus has lived. He's died for our sins, your sin, my sin, their sin, everybody's sin, but he's been resurrected to life, and Jesus gave them the commandment of go to Jerusalem and wait there, for then you will receive the Holy Spirit. You can read about that in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2. So these disciples do that, and then in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit comes and empowers them to be his witnesses, and then we find Acts chapter 3. You see, you with me so far? Does that make sense? That was a very brief overview of history, and we'll cover it more as we go in the few weeks we have. And yet, they've had this amazing experience where they've been in a, a prayer meeting, or they've been in a church service, the Holy Spirit's fell, and yet we find them now going back to church. Why? Because even though you might be empowered by the Holy Spirit, you still need to go to church. It still needs to be the habit. I'm speaking to the, the choir here because you're all here. But if you're watching online and you're not here, come to church. But it's more than that. It's like it said it was the hour of prayer. And you see, when I was thinking about what does it mean to be Pentecostal, as I read this message, what does it mean? It really means there's power in prayer. You see, there's something, I don't know everything there is to know about prayer. How could I possibly know that? <laughs> Nobody could. Anyone who says they do, don't. But one thing I do know is that if you want to be Pentecostal, if you want to be used of God, if you want to see God move in our world, if we want to see that come true, then it has to begin with prayer. Prayer is the, now I, there's been times in my life when I've prayed to God and I've really believed he was going to move and the answer's been not the one I wanted. And I can't explain that. I don't know why God doesn't answer prayers. I've prayed for people to be healed and they've not been healed. I don't get it. But one thing I do know for sure is that every opportunity I've ever had in life, every door that God has ever opened, every time I've seen God move in my life, it happened because of prayer. My prayer and the prayers of others. You see, prayer is a mechanism where we can communicate with heaven. It's one of the few times where heaven literally meets earth. Like it's the one, it's a two-way communication between me and heaven. And so often in prayer, it can sometimes feel like prayer is about us trying to request things from God. And we can kind of, maybe it's just me, we can kind of go in the half when God doesn't really give us the answer we want. But oftentimes prayer isn't about God answering my prayer, but it's about him raising my it's about the amount of times when I've prayed and somehow, some way, I can't explain it, my spirit's been lifted. It's not fixed my problem, it's not changed the circumstances, but it's done something on the inside of me that I can't possibly explain. If you don't believe me, try it. <laughs> I dare you to pray. If, you've, if you maybe pray as a foreign concept to you, you've never prayed, you're not that great at I guarantee if you take time out of your week, even if it's 10 minutes and just pray every day for 10 minutes, I guarantee you, you might not have the best week in the world, but I guarantee you, by this time next week, there'll be something different in your spirit that you can't explain, but it's just a, an undeniable fact. You see, Peter and John in this story, they went to pray and then God's spirit moved. And if it was good enough for Jesus, then it's good enough for me. Jesus in his weakest moment, when he was in the garden about to go to the cross, what does he do? He's praying to the Father. And guess what? His circumstances did not change. He asked God, please take this away from me. I don't want to go to the cross. I don't want to go through this. Yet he says, but not my will, 
You well, what happened? Jesus' circumstances didn't change, but something happened in the spirit within him that connected with God's spirit. Said, "You know what, God, it might not work out the way I want, but guess what? I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to pray. I'm not going to stop praying. Why? If it was good enough for Paul, it's also good enough for me." He said, "In all things, pray and give thanks in good times and bad. Why? Because when we pray, things begin to happen." You see, I've had times in my life when I've prayed and they haven't worked out. But I guarantee you, every single time without fail, every good thing, every time God's moved in my life or moved in my heart, it happened because of prayer. You see, a prayer creates an atmosphere and an environment for God to move. Because if nothing else, prayer changes people and then people change things. Why? Because that's just the way it's always been. Maybe you've never been to a prayer meeting. Now, most people don't come to the premium who come to a Sunday morning, I understand that, like there's logistics, there's work and things like that, but I guarantee you there's been times more so in a prayer meeting when I've come in with a heaviness or a burden or a weariness and I've been in the atmosphere and my spirit's lifted and things have began to shift. I've heard stories about people have been in a prayer meeting and as they were praying, God moved. It's in the Bible, if you don't read the book of Acts, it's crazy, so much so that People pray in prayer meetings and God answers them and they don't believe it. There's a time when Paul, not Paul, Peter, sorry, was getting beat up. <laughs> he was in jail and they, the church was praying in the prayer meeting that God would somehow save him. Now they obviously had the faith to believe God somehow take him to heaven before they actually kill him. But then what happens is Peter shows up at the door and goes, hello. <laughs> let me in. So much so they answer the door and they're like, by the way, Peter's outside. They don't even let him in. Why? Because Prayer has the power to change things. See, prayer isn't just a tradition, but prayer has the potential to change the world. John Wesley, who's a great preacher and theologian, said, God does nothing except in response to believing prayer. I mean, if you think about it, it's probably true, because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain and so believing prayer, there's a reason we believe in that God is going to move and come. Like we believe that God is calling us there. We don't know why. We don't know why, but we just know that this is where God is sending us to. And it's why at the start of this year, we've invited you to walk around Cumnock and pray over the people, pray over the town, pray over the institutions. Why? Because we believe that before God's going to move in power, we have to cover it in prayer. It's why at the start of this year, we've invited you to pray and to fast. Why? Because we want to put God first and we're believing that at the start of this year, God, as we seek you first and we're not going to stop praying for coming like just once January ends, but we want to encourage you to pray. If you want to see God move in your life, and I hope that you do, then I encourage you. If you want to be Pentecostal, then we have to be people who pray. You see, the second thing I know about being Pentecostal in this story, but even just in our life, is that what does it mean to be Pentecostal is that there's a power that comes upon you that is not of this world, but it is the Holy Spirit at work within us. You see, this is where it's, we'll, discuss, we'll dig into this in the few weeks ahead and Pastor Jim again will explain it far better than me. And it's why it's so important this year as we look into life groups, which will kick in again in February. We're really going to unpack this in a more in-depth detail. So see if you've never been to a life group, go to a life group. It is better to go to a life group sometimes than it is to never go at all. So please, I encourage you to get into this. But you see, I believe, and this might upset some 
people, and I'm not trying to, but you see, I believe that you can be a Christian, you can be saved, born again, redeemed of the Lord, however you want to call it. These are just phrases for, that we use to describe someone who's put their faith in Jesus, but never have experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, when we put our faith in Jesus, it is the work of the Holy Spirit, it has nothing to do with us, it's the work of the Holy Spirit at work within us. But as a Pentecostal, we believe that there is something separate where you receive the empowerment and the filling of the Holy Spirit that empowers us to be God's witnesses. Why do we believe that? Because the Bible tells us so. That's what we believe. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus tells his disciples, wait in Jerusalem, and you will receive the Holy Spirit, which will empower you to be my witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. In Acts chapter 19, Paul comes across these Christians. He's an apostle, and he says, when you believed, which baptism did you receive? And they say, we received the baptism of John, where we were immersed in water, which is a celebration of what God's done on the inside. And he says, did you receive the empowerment or the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And they're like, who on earth is that? <laughs> I'm paraphrasing quite considerably. And Paul says, well, the Holy Spirit, and he explains to them this empowerment that comes upon them that will empower them to be God's witnesses. They receive the Holy Spirit. They begin speaking in other languages. And something changes within them that they then walk differently to what they walked before. You see, the person who does the power is the Holy Spirit. It's nothing to do with me. It's not my power, but it's preceded by prayer. And I believe that God is looking for people like you and me and his children to walk in the power that he has already given us through his Holy Spirit. That if we walk humbly before him, we can walk in the power that comes in the name of Jesus. Because as we heard last week from Pastor Jim, it's all about Jesus. It always has been and never will be. But I believe that God wants to perform miracles. I believe that God wants to see the blind sea. I believe he wants to make the lame walk. I believe he wants to unlock deaf ears. I believe he wants to make cancers disappear. I believe that he wants broken lives restored. I believe that God is in heaven looking down at us. His people saying, I'm waiting. We can sometimes wait for God and I'm all for waiting for God in the right moment. But I believe God is waiting for us to be like, I've already sent you the Holy Spirit. You just need to receive him and walk in the power that he gives. So I believe that we can walk into situations with a confidence and a boldness that says, I don't have silver. I don't have gold. I don't have any of the answers to your problem. But what I do have, I give you. And that is in the name of Jesus. I can speak life. I can speak peace. I can speak freedom. I can speak... I can speak blessing. I can speak joy. I believe that everything you will ever need in life can be found in the person of Jesus. But Jesus is looking for us to be brave enough and bold enough and empowered and filled with God's Holy Spirit to walk in the power that he gives and in his name so that he will get the glory. And so I believe that if God, it's not about my earthly resources. You don't have to be the most gifted. You don't have to be the most brilliant. In fact, if we read the, if we read the passage here, pretty much what they're saying is we have no money. We have no resources. We have nothing that we can possibly offer to fix this. Dr. Luke was clearly not on the scene here to heal this sick man. But it says, what I do have in the name of Jesus, I give to you. And I believe God is putting people in our pathway that it's not a coincidence that they might be broken, they might be messed up, they might be sick. But I believe God is placing you in their way. Because this is what they were just going about their daily business. There's nowhere that I can see that they were purposely going out their way to heal this man. It was just walking their daily habits. But they walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this man 
not only was set free and healed, but he came to faith in Jesus as far as, why else would you praise God if you didn't come to faith? Because that's what it's ultimately all about. It's people praising the name of Jesus. And this man then walked. Now, I don't know if he was filled with the Holy Spirit, but there was something that was different in him than it was before. These people who saw him a million and one times, that person then, I, I don't like to, I'm not adding to the Bible here, but I would like to think, because of what happened here, and these Peter and John just walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, this man is set free. People who knew this man then saw the difference that were in this man. They were then like, well, what was that all about? He was then able to say, well, it was Jesus. And I'm believing it was the ripple effect that then impacted that community. How could it not be the same today? How can it not happen in Cumnock? How can it not happen in Irvine? How can it not happen in Presswick or wherever you come from? If we're just willing and brave enough to say, do you know what, God, I'm willing to be used for you. I'm willing to be used for your glory. God, just use me. What does it mean to be Pentecostal? It means to be people who pray because everything starts in prayer. But it means to walk in the power that God has given us as the empowerment of his Holy Spirit. That we can walk into situations and speak life where there's death. We can speak freedom where there's bondage. We can literally change atmospheres because of the power that is in the name of Jesus. And the final thing I note this morning about this. It's not only about prayer, not only about power. But it's about purpose. You see, you may ask yourself, what is my purpose in life? What's the point? Why am I here? Well, Jesus made it quite clear to his disciples before he was leaving earth. I think if someone knows that their time on earth is about to end and they take this is what they choose to say, it's probably quite important. And he says, you will be my witnesses. That is what your purpose is. And that is what they've done. You see, your purpose, what I love about this story, like I've said, is that they, they weren't going out their way for God to use them here. They were just going about their daily business. They were just going about their habits and yet God used them wherever they were. You see, your purpose is not about the place you find yourself in, but it's about the person who is Jesus. Your purpose is found in Jesus. You see, Peter and John were used by God everywhere they went. Now, I don't think that's because they were Peter and John, the amazing apostles and disciples. But I think it's because they understood that with prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit, that God's purpose for my life to be his witness can be outworked anywhere, whether I'm in prison or whether I'm on the road, whether I'm at home or whether I'm at work. It doesn't really matter where I find myself. Why? Because I'm his witness. So when you're at home, you're his witness. When you're at work, you're his witness. When you're on holiday sunbathing, we watched the, we don't know why we watched it, but it was on the telly. We watched the big show with Michael McIntyre last night and we caught some of it. And he does this midnight game show and last night they went to somebody's house when they were on holiday. I'm like, nobody do that to me ever, <laughs> um, please. And um, it's like, wakes them up at three in the morning to do a quiz show and it's celebrities. And, but I just meant when you're on holiday, when someone wakes you up at three a.m., guess what? You're his witness. Like, when you find yourself in good times, you're his witness. When you find yourself in bad times, you're his witness. In the highs and the lows, whether you go left or whether you go right. So when I go this way, I'm his witness. When I go this way, I'm his witness. When I go that way, I'm his witness, whether I'm online. When everyone's watching, I'm his witness. When nobody's watching, I'm still his witness. Why? Because he's always watching. But that's the purpose that I have that can only be found in him. You see, what does it mean to be a witness? Well, it means to have knowledge of an experience, or apparently it means to be evidence. 
So my purpose is to share the knowledge of what God has done for me, in me, and through me, and to give him the glory and to share that with other people. So no matter where I find myself in life, my purpose in life is to reflect and to show Jesus as best as I can. Now, I'm not saying go and run down the street and start shouting at people about Jesus. Now, if if God calls you to do that, then who am I to argue with God? But what it means is let my life reflect him. Let the Holy Spirit at work in me. So it starts by spending time in prayer. Being like, God, help me. God, it may be each day you just pray, God, let your will be done today. God, help me today. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom. Give me the boldness and the confidence and the courage to actually speak your name out when I get a chance. Maybe you're great at prayer, but you, you don't recognize the power that comes from being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And maybe for you, it's going to be that next step is stepping out into the realization that, well, actually, there is a confidence I can have, not in me or my abilities or my skills or anything like that, but there's a confidence that the answer you're looking for is Jesus. Now, it doesn't mean that your life is going to magically transform and everything's going to be solved because that's not how it works at all. But what it does mean is there's something that can happen on the inside that just elevates me above my circumstances into relationship with him. Now, I believe that God can change circumstances, and he does. That's what we pray for and believe for. But for many of us, it might be recognizing that actually my purpose, what I'm on this planet for, is to be his witness. Whether it be on a platform, whether it be in a palace, whether it be, I'm trying to think of peas. Wherever you find yourself, I'm his witness. And remembering that I'm not just his witness when I feel like it. I'm not just his witness when it's comfortable, when it's easy, but actually I'm his witness every single moment. And if I live a life that says, you know what, if what it means to be Pentecostal is to pray, to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, and to reflect Jesus, then I firmly believe that God is going to move in you, through you, and ultimately he'll get the glory. And those hands that were represented, the people that were represented by those hands, God will use us as his vessels to reach them, to impact them, and they will, just like the man in this story, because people walked in power, they will begin to praise God, and that will have an impact on the people that looked at them before and says, there's something different about you. And that will open the door for them to say, well, let me tell you about Jesus, because he's the one who makes the difference. The worship team can come up, and I'm just going to pray for us as we close. Father God, I thank you that you are in control. Father God, I thank you that you have set purpose before us. Father God, I thank you that you never, you never left us, but actually you sent your Holy Spirit to be with us and we can feel his presence and we can be empowered by him to live out the purpose that you have for us to be your witness. Father God, help us to not just make prayer something we do or a tick box exercise, but let us recognize that every time we pray, Earth can be changed because heaven can move in. Help us to not relegate prayer to some tradition, but help us to recognize that to be really Pentecostal, we have to be saturated in prayer. That prayer has to come before everything because ultimately it's all about you. So I just pray that you help us this week to take every opportunity or at least most of them or even just one to be your witness and to share you with somebody in order that your kingdom can come and that your will will be done. We ask it in the name that's above every single name, which is the name of Jesus. Amen.